see on CW contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. everybody you're listening to dc on cw the arrow edition on rain man digital if you're listening to us from your desktop you can take us mobile by finding us on any of those podcast networks spotify itunes stitcher while you find us there go ahead and subscribe leave us a review it helps us out a lot i am your host today the one and only bobby d and with me is angelica hi i sound (laughs) like shit still and i'm sorry and returning to Arrow after probably a year-ish, it's been a while, Michael Flores. Hello, everyone. Uh, Ryan is off uh, raiding panties and vending machines in <laughs> Japan. Um, that's so accurate. I feel he like is, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, used, probably. Um, Smally. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what he does. So he's not here this week. He's off doing that. Um, thank you for your service, Ryan. Do they have caffeine-free panties in any of those vending machines, you think? What? You think they're all edible? I, I don't know. Are they? Do they? <laughs> I didn't know there was caffeinated well, panties. Well, all panties go. are edible if you try hard enough. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> it, I guess so. Um, How much just, of a fat kid are you? One way to find out. Come here. Give me your panties. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> that got so aggressive so quick. How horrible would it be if you were like, I thought all panties were edible, so the first girl I went down on, I just started fucking eating them. Next thing you know, I'm shitting out this ball of cotton. Oh, wow, and lace. <laughs> Is it bad that the like song, like, the joy of cotton went through my head when you said that? <laughs> oh, we're horrible, but um, yeah, we're back. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, but we'll see you next week uh, for episode 16. This week we'll be breaking down season 7, episode 15, Training Day. Uh, Team Maybe Arrow we finally- should just start like counting down how many episodes we have left. I honestly thought about that. It was just put down a, co- a countdown clock. Uh, I like that, actually. That's, oh. that's a good idea. So 15, 22. Uh, so what do we got now? 17 episodes left after this. So we the, we're... That's all we have left is 17 weeks together talking about Arrow. Not even a full season. No, we're, we're down no. to it. And so we have seven more this this uh, season, 10 next, and then we're absolutely done. Um, And it's kind of sad when you think about it. And I think, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like I'm watching the show a little bit differently now. Agree. Oh, that, for sure. That I know it's ending and, and it's going to get more critical by me, I think. Because it's just like, yo, y- y'all ending. Do something. 
Yeah, I agree. Especially when I was watching this episode this week, even though I I enjoyed it, there were moments where I'm like, oh, come on, let's not do this. We've already been there. We only have a few episodes left. Let's let's get away from any of this. Although, yes, it fixed itself by the end. But I did get a little nervous. Just for a second. I I agree. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, we're we're thinking that way. But um the the fandom is actually taking this pretty well and doing certain things. They raised $10,000 for a New York Times billboard thanking Arrow and Stephen Amell. Wow. So, what? yeah. The, the, they, Why? I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's a lot more money that could go to better places. You're going to thank him due to That's, his, yeah. his, his fuck cancer charity or something. Well, exactly. did you say... Didn't you say off air that Stephen Amell is actually going to do that? He's in a match, yes. whatever. And Stephen Amell said that he's going to match whatever that group raises for that billboard. I just feel like it's a uh, a weird thing to give money for. Again, we all appreciate the show. I'm sure there's ways to show it. Again, maybe donating I, that money um, to charity. I have student loans if anyone wants to help me. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. You know what? She's, she's joking, but that's probably why Stephen Amell decided to match it because he's very aware of the social climate and imagine if the trade started picking up hey fans are donating ten thousand dollars to thank a man who has all the money in the world it would actually backfire yeah in terms of pr so his management team is on point because they're like all right that's fine do that we're gonna match it and we're gonna donate to charity showing where the real importance should be Smart so he's move. like, ah, oh, fuck. There's, there goes my kid's college fund because now I don't have a job. He's like, I'm going to have to go do I another signing at a Comic-Con now. Yeah, let's be yeah. honest. One signing. That's all it's going to take. Yeah. He's like, oh, damn. I got to. Well, so, so th- this was a uh, TV guide tweet that kind of broke this news out to everybody. And going through and reading the comments was pretty funny because a lot of this was done by like the Olicity shippers. And basically, there's comments that say those people are the ones who ruin the show. They harass multiple cast members and their families and friends. They're the definition of toxic. Now they'll harass the people of New York City. I'm sure they're going to love watching them <laughs> crappily ship two people on a billboard. Do you think that's what? The, do you think that's what the billboard is actually going to be? Oh, w- w- I mean, an illicity billboard. I one. I'm. Oh, I'm I want to see what they're getting for ten thousand dollars in Times Square. That's not enough money. It, no. Is ten thousand dollars enough for a billboard? A billboard here in in bumfuck Arizona, I've already looked <laughs> into it, is close to five thousand dollars for four weeks. Four weeks. So I don't think ten thousand dollars is gonna get them a prime spot. It's gonna be in like some some junky alley with people shooting up. That's where the billboard's gonna be at. L- live sex show. Thank you, Arrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stephen Amell's face is going to be right next to, like, some homeless man. Shooting jizz. <laughs> yeah. Dumpster love. Oh, no. Uh, well, then I hope it's, like, Oliver's kids on the billboard or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, I, will, I will pay $10,000 for him to take it down. kids, not Stephen Amell's kid. Uh, uh, oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> whoa like, whoa a, calm down a, guys i would never thank criticize you, Mia and real life people <laughs> just shitty not shitty just characters i'm not super fond of i like amiko let's look can we put her on that billboard and put her in a yes. junkie alley i think that yeah. would be kosher yeah uh Agreed. so in in other arrow news an australian man blocks an arrow with his mobile phone 
I don't know why I decided to put that in there because I thought it was a joke. I think that's every important. Time, every time I look up Arrow news, there's always some kind of random Arrow thing that comes in. And this week was an Australian man blocks an Arrow Question. with his phone. Yes. Was it a heroic move? Like he was like, ha ha, and like Chinese throwing star like threw it up? Or was he just a dumb fuck on his phone and the arrow went into his phone? <laughs> Billy, I'm going to shoot real quick. Go ahead. I'm recording. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm imagining. Mobile phones can truly be lifesavers, especially when it seems when an arrow is hurling towards you. That is the case for this 43-year-old man in Australia who came under attack by another man, according to police. So he used this phone in a a, a deflection technique to uh, avoid getting shot in an argument with another man. That's gangster. <laughs> what cell phone but did I it feel was like it? Having, I feel like having the evidence of being shot at on your phone recording it would have probably been a better use uh in the justice system as opposed to just you know using it as a shield but okay uh the arrow was allegedly fired at the resident raised a phone to photograph the confrontation only the device became an unlikely shield i like that though i want to know what phone it was because i'm going to purchase that i'm going to switch god damn it no that's going to Well, see, I'm looking at the picture. advertisement. <laughs> yeah, blocking arrows with uh, Sam, the new Samsung. Samsung S10. It can stop arrows. And then iOS comes up with an update. We can do that too with an update. Uh, <laughs> shoot a bullet at us. We can stop bullets. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, we've been no. spending all this all this uh all this money in uh fuck face wait. recognition. <laughs> yeah. We've Please been spending all this it. we've been spending Please all this money on more emojis. We'll try. People will try to see if it works and then those people will die you know survival of the fittest or yeah. dumbest or not dumb you know. <laughs> apple release a statement you must shoot the middle of the phone for it to stop bullets yeah <laughs> Jesus. rest in peace and then there'll just be a list of people all right that'll dumb do it for uh arrow news this week um we took we, a dark turn <laughs> whatever it was arrow news i figured it would be funny to bring it in so that's what i did because it's my show. Better than last week's news. I appreciate that. Yeah, I figure uh, that's all we're going to get from now on is either shitty news or people getting shot with arrows. So Perfect. Uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll break down the episode. It's more airtime than the Kardashians, right? DC on CW. We'll be right back. Oh, he's in some role playing. Says the abuse abuse occurred after the Diocese of Buffalo received a complaint about the priest from another alleged victim in 1980. Jesus. What does a priest have with a gun? Why does he have a gun? Is it the same guy that was paying for hookers? (laughs) That's a pastor. (laughs) I can keep my pimp hands strong. That's different. I mean, I'm I'm fucking hot bitches. This guy is a sicko trying to get on kids. Yeah, sometimes I pay and the bitch don't want to put out. I'll put a smack down on the bitch, but I won't touch a kid. (laughs) I ain't into that shit. That's some white shit. That's white shit. White problems. That's why. (laughs) Hashtag white problems. For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. This is stuff. 
Star Wars Phone Bunker Tank Exclusive. Let's Oh, I want those ones. I want those ones. I'm like, but what about me? <laughs> what about me? I'm like, never mind. I have a 10 year old. I'm going to buy all the shoes for myself. I must have. I'm going to wear the Ray boots. I don't care if they're for female. <laughs> I know some of, the, some of the stuff even for the females actually is like like yeah, ah, I'm like excuse me Pozu but do you have any non-gender specific Ray boots? I'd really like that. Please. I'd really like that, please. Non-gender, that's the new thing today. I want to wear those Ray boots. <laughs> we have Twi'lek dancing right now <laughs> and some sexy Ewoks. We don't discriminate. Don't discriminate. Hey. Makes it easier to carry them. If you would bone an Ewok, would you bone a Bantha then? I mean, if there's no difference, right? Nah, Ewoks are a little bit more fluffier. And more intelligent, I guess, right? Is there yeah. an intelligence factor there? Because no. when does it become pansexuality and then bestiality? Where's the fine line there, David? <laughs> I must know this. <laughs> Is it okay to fuck an Ewok, but then frowned upon to fuck a Bantha? <laughs> <laughs> stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code BRAINMAN at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off, plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN, because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. You're listening to Rain Man Digital's DC on CW. All right, we are back. Season 7, Episode 15, Training Day, directed by Rubia Nada, written by Emilio Ortega Aldridge and Rebecca Rosenberg. Angelica, what happened this week? Everyone's style gets cramped by the SCPD, and Oliver's kids go to a swap meet. <laughs> the swap meet. That's literally what happens. Yeah, basically. They're like, uh, it's the dangerous part of town. I'm like, it's a fucking swap meet. Chill. Yeah. Um, they've obviously never been to the ghetto for anything. Listen, <laughs> listen. What? Swap meets aren't ghetto. No, but I'm just They're saying. They're adventure. <laughs> it depends on what side of town you go. Yeah, I'm like. Because uh, the, swap meet, the swap meet around the corner from my house growing up in Tucson was ghetto. Yeah, I mean, that's listen, where you go to buy stolen merchandise. I used to go to the swap meet by the prison, and that place wasn't that bad. <laughs> Somehow I need to see that for myself to believe it. Isn't it I don't weird? think it's a thing. I don't think it's a thing anymore. And yes, it's a women's prison. <laughs> Isn't it weird okay. how it's always like what your life experience is to know if they're ghetto or not? Like what is ghetto to some won't always be ghetto to others. 
That's true. I mean, you can even take that into like, for example, in this episode when they're going to it, how she doesn't want William to touch anything because he's too fucking rich so and suave and he doesn't understand what's going on. And of course, what happens? He gets ripped off. Yeah. White privilege will do that to you every time. Right. Right, right Bob. Wait, what? I'm just I'm just saying. Well, I don't. What's white privilege? I don't know. Is that a thing? No, I'm black. Oh, OK. Something. So you don't understand. He didn't say it to me because he thinks my name is Angelica. It is Angelica. <laughs> as being the only white person here no um <laughs> no and i just the interaction between the two are weird and what do you think at what point like things that we look at as normal for us is going to be like old school technology that nobody understands like i find the cassette tape and them looking for something to play it in and not understanding what the fuck it is funny i find it insulting <laughs> why because you feel old yeah because i'm like that's not that old that's just like yesterday do you have a t- do yeah, you but that is a thing i heard yeah. a kid the other day and his dad said something about a walkman and the kid's like what's a walkman oh that thing star lord like, runs well, around like with cassette yeah and the, the dad was like well it plays cassettes and the kid's like but what's a cassette and i was like oh <laughs> that'll, that'll be the Ouch. next thing that uh, guardians brings back will be the answering machine Oh, please. Please, no. <laughs> Star-Lord's listening to all the uh, recordings of his mother talk on an answering machine. Isn't that sad, though? That does make me feel very old when you see things that are dated and uh, they refer to it as being old school technology. Well, that, that will make any person that was born in the 80s depressed. I, I got to think. Angelica, when were Listen, you it's not even the 80s. I was going to say the other day I was talking to like this, these kids and like their mom. And I was like, oh, that's just like calamine lotion. It's what we put on chicken pox. And the kids looked at me weird. I'm like, you don't get chicken pox anymore. <laughs> and they're like, no. And the mom was like, oh, yeah, we used to do that. And I was like, all right, well, I just dated myself. Thank you. <laughs> well, no. And, and to be honest with you, that is something that I didn't know what was going on. And I remember taking Harley in for her shots. And they're like, we're giving her the chicken pox vaccine. I'm like, I thought you had to get chicken pox. I thought she was going to say those yeah. kids are like, what's chicken pox? That's for chumps. I have measles and polio. <laughs> <laughs> My mom doesn't vaccine on anything. <laughs> yeah, we don't vaccinate. That chicken pox, that's for chumps. It's all about the hiv. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, speaking of burning sensations, they didn't wait long to kind of point out the dragon's killer. I thought they were going to drag that out just oh, a little yeah. bit further than they did. You know, a couple episodes at least. Uh, you know, pointing out that uh, Miko Queen is the, you know, I saw her through my grub hole. Um <laughs> I don't even know. What's a grub hole? No, that, that's, that's where you put that's the food. That's what it's called now. <laughs> uh, where my my tray hole? I I don't. I'm sorry. My Oz references aren't up to snuff right now, so I can't uh, help out with what the actual food serving device meal is. Slot. It all sounds really dirty at this point. It does. Grub hole, meal slot. How about a tight slot? It's only if the tray's oversized. Yeah, you're trying. You're trying. That's a reach there. It's a slot, and sometimes that might not be as big as your appetite. That's very true. Yeah, whatever makes you feel better about yourself. <laughs> um, she killed the dragon. Now, 
we kind of had an idea that she was working with Dante this whole time. And of course they just conveniently seen by bronze tiger. Cause he was thrown in the hole at the time. Now I don't know what I, I don't like, like this way. This story is going already with the sister. Nope. It just seems like a weird, a weird turn. It feels shoehorned in, even though we've been oh, watching sure. this all season, we've been wondering who this person is. And now that we know, it's like, okay, and what's the fucking point? When are we going to get to the point of it? Like, why Why was? Why would she kill Dragon? Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to find out, but... Like, it's his name because in the book? Because she's Dante's henchman, man, or whatever. And then Oliver's going to have to come to the decision, do I turn in my sister? And then Diggle's going to look at him and go, remember when I killed my brother? Yeah, but little Diggle had it coming. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck little Diggle. Yeah, he's still the most hated, I think. <laughs> Fuck him. Um, now, in an in an odd twist, with Bronze little Tiger's, diggles and adopted adopted diggles, are we talk? Are we going to talk about that? Real yes, quick? we're going. We're going in the little diggle adopted diggle. Bronze Tigers are now a diggle. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? Okay. Okay. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. So they brought it you out. Didn't hear that? He goes. I did. You're but... a little hot, Connor. Oh, gee, he's Connor Hawk now, adopted right. son of. And it, it's so, so weird to forced. me. It's so weird to me that we had this whole timeline set up back in Legends five years ago or four years ago, whenever it started, that Connor Hawk Jr. was Don or uh, John Diggle Jr. and that he took over the Connor Hawk mantle with Oliver training him. Right. And now that they bring it into the Arrowverse and the timeline has now changed or whatever the fuck you want to call it, that this is now he adopted Bronze Tiger's kid. And we're supposed to care. Yeah, and, and I'm assuming they did all this because of that setup they did back in Legends, and they kind of fucked themselves with the whole Flashpoint and Flash changing the gender, correct, yeah, of, but of Diggle's child. He changed it from female to male, so it made sense. It would make sense. So you would think, okay, that's the direction. I, so yeah, I was also thrown off. I don't. I thought I missed something. I'm like, okay, why are they doing this? So obviously they're going to... They're going to circle back and explain it, but it's it it is making me scratch my head, especially since we're coming so close to the end of the season, end of the show. Don't and, even say season. Yes, now. the end of the season and the show. And well, do you think that they were just like, oh, we have to we have to tie Bronze Tiger back in? Okay, let's just let's just make that his kid. Perfect. It's, like I feel like there are a lot of loose ends that they have to tie up, and that's when. That maybe would have been a great story on its own, but now they have to quickly put a bow on it. But you, I mean, you were upset. Yeah, you were upset last week when we found out that he was the adopted son. And you were like, why does everybody have to be related? Now our young justice includes another vigilante, you know, that's been in prison. So not only are you Diggle's son, you're Diggle's adopted son, whose real daddy is Bronze Tiger. Yeah, because I really needed that for the story to go forward. Thank you. And it, it, it just feels a bit convoluted. Yes. And, and I'm, oh, I'm yeah. and I'm trying to be nice because I did enjoy the episode, but that whole side plot just felt weird. And maybe they're trying to find a direction to take Black Siren story, Laurel story, maybe trying to bring her back into the fold, make her relevant. Because for the last couple of years, her story was very intrinsically tied to the dragon. Mm-hmm. That was her story. 
He's gone. So what do you do? Well, let's create another story to keep Laurel Lance relevant. But I think this is where they could have went that route. And we talked about who who burnt the dragon, who killed the dragon. Yeah. Where she would have fit in for at least the next couple episodes of them doing some kind of investigation on who did it. And them that, uh, you know, the original Team Arrow or Team Arrow looking at her as the outcast that she is and going, we know you did it. You fucking hate him. He burnt, you know, somebody you love. Why shouldn't you do the same to him? That would have worked. Give it time to build up. Yeah, it just would have been more tidy. It, this just feels like it's adding more layers, and we don't have enough time. Could could you imagine, though, if they would have set that up for a couple weeks, and that Team Arrow is going at her, and she's just like, I'm not that person anymore. I would never do that. And then Bronze Tiger comes out of the woodworks and says, hey, I know who killed. And then we find out like that the big reveal it. is the sister. Yeah. It, it, in my head, it just works so much better than... It's the, neater. Yeah, then five yeah. minutes here, five minutes there. Okay, cool. We're now, we know Oliver's sister now murders people also. Yeah. Well, this is and- the patchwork episode. This is the, oh shit, we got to figure out what direction we're going in and quickly. So it seems like things are just getting jumbled in. You know what? what it felt like. That's actually, that actually makes sense. That's definitely a possibility. It's a, it's a patchwork episode because they are trying to close certain things out that they might have thought they could drag out a little bit longer so when do you think in the production they knew that it was done i think they had an idea before the season even started dude you you think that you know yeah. cause i guess they've been talking about the 10 episode send off a while yeah i i don't think anything was in stone but i'm sure these things don't just happen unless someone yeah. got fired these things are planned and i'm sure there's been talk for a while that the show should probably End and I think the only reason why it didn't end last year was because why would you want to end your show on a bad note? Because this, as we know, much of the seventh season was eh until Bethany Schwartz took over, fixed it, breathed new life into the show, and suddenly, wow, this is what Arrow is supposed to be. But you don't really want to end your entire show on a bad note because then your show will be remembered as oh that shitty show that needed to end and it finally did and and me and mike have had this conversation before about when you go back and binge watch uh tv shows you want it to end on a good note because there's nothing worse than hearing a show end shitty and i spent you know 27 hours watching all of lost to find out that that's the ending yeah, and that, that's why I'm, I'm, I don't think – do you think Stephen Amell, who has dedicated his life to this show for the past eight years, seven years – no, eight years, even with product pre-production and planning, eight, nearly eight years, and he ha- is single-handedly responsible for the Arrowverse and the shows that we have now. If it wasn't for his show's success, none of these things would happen. Do you really think Stephen Amell would – wants that to be his legacy the shit show that finally got canceled yeah so i'm sure they said guys i i wouldn't be surprised if Stephen amell even though he's mr nice guy he's also a businessman we already know this about him i would i wouldn't doubt it if he's the one who wasn't involved in pushing guggenheim out and bringing schwartz in to fix the show so they can end it positively (laughs) i bet you no i I, it just makes a lot more sense now yeah it definitely does um but uh, let, let's get back to that Bronze Tiger thing. They're bringing him in now, so I feel like he has to be part of the ending of the season. And they're, making, sure. him, and they're making him likable, too. In my opinion. Yeah. I feel like he's definitely a likable character. He always was. What are you talking about? 
he uh, yeah okay yes for I, I definitely for the last s- several episodes but at the beginning he was just kind of very flat and just a bit a bad guy and that's kind of yeah, all you that, look and i think yeah. once they turned him into like the victim of circumstance yes. what would you do type thing yes and, and of course that's what you get with any kind of vigilante there's not really a big difference between a vigilante and a criminal yeah it just matters who they're doing it to or what the price is on their head context perspective yeah yeah but I, I just don't know how this thing plays out. Does he become part of Team Arrow now? Like, he's obviously going to get out of jail. Because that was what Oliver promises, and we don't see him go without. I mean, I, I, I can see that happening. I mean, they're getting rid of a few faces, right? Yeah. Leading into next year. Well, yeah. I'm guessing he for sure dies. And that's why Diggle helps him so yeah he'll become part of the team and then with everything going on like uh he'll definitely eat it because that's how diggle adopts him yeah he's got to be the next and that's why we care about him so much right now is they're building up that character yeah which isn't like an odd turn when you think of the flash forwards now that we know all this information about who this man is and yet it's another character that we don't really care about that they're putting screen time into and establishing a character. Yeah. And so it's, it, it's going to be, a, they're going to have to be careful on how they play the bronze tiger thing out to make us care. And, but at least have them have enough screen time for us to care. And also not distract from what's really the going final on. episodes right. that we obviously, I think most of us wanted to focus on, on Oliver. So yeah, they have they have quite a balancing act to do these next few episodes. Maybe that's for sure. why, like the character Amiko, I feel is so annoying, is because it does take away from the show, and it takes away the story from the story that we're like wanting to. We want Oliver's story, you know. Yeah, yeah, I and agree. She takes us away from that. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent, and it also just feels like more the same like hey we're we're closing in on the ending of a show let's why are we focusing on something that we've kind of seen before because this to, in my opinion amiko feels very similar to the other archetypes that that the earlier writers of the show just loved those chip on the shoulder characters that you don't really understand why they're angry but they're always militant i'm like jesus christ calm the fuck down yeah. You know, and that's yeah. how I feel when I watch her. And we we felt like that when we watched Felicity for a while. We felt like that when we watched uh, early versions of Laurel, Laurel. Lance. Yeah. Although I at least understood Laurel Lance because she got cheated uh, on by the love of her life and her sister yes. was involved. So I understand the also, reasons why. Lots of alcohol. Yes. So I understand her dilemma. Was it annoying at times? Yes, but I understood it. And, and I what I think they've lost with Amiko is that they've lost what she's there for you know she's trying to find the, the the killer of her mother yeah and that's not even talked about anymore now it's just like oh she obviously knows dante she's working with dante why'd she kill the dragon it's just like little reminders here and there yeah like this is my mission and that's all they really do to develop that side story yeah and uh, we talked a little bit about the flash forwards and i think the last thing we saw was they showed the wall in the glade separating the glades from star city and uh, I've talked a little bit about this. I thought this. we already knew that, though. Yeah, because we talked about a little bit about it before, and this was the first time we actually saw it. Um, and, of course, everybody's going to look at what's going on in the current state in the United States and Mexico and all this other shit and try to do a comparison. But before we go to this break, I just want to reiterate that this is actually from the comic books. When Oliver McQueen becomes mayor, there is a wall between the Glades, which is a shitty part, and Star City. 
So they're kind of playing that out, I guess, with Renee as the mayor now and not Oliver. So it, it's a, uh, I I almost want them to like do an episode focus exclusively on that storyline because I don't think it's advancing fast enough for what's going on time wise in the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't mind them doing that as long as it's not heavy handed and weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the gun episode. I don't mind if they handle relevant topics. Just handle it with smarts. I don't even need to agree with it. I don't need to agree with your opinion or yeah. thought of what you're trying to say, but be smart about it and I will swallow. I'll appreciate it. <laughs> what? Yes, I'll swallow. I won't spit it out, Bob. You're such a you good, have to, good little boy. Yeah, you have to oh wow. You have to sell me on it. Oh jeez. But I, but that's I don't how think I feel. they'll go the route of like a political standpoint. I think they're I think they are gonna stick to the comics. I know that um the writer's room was talking about like their comic collection and the inspiration that they get. So I think that That's good. That's something that they'll go ahead and go for because they do have stories to pull from and that would be a perfect one. Yeah. When you, when you have 75, 80 years of stories, there's no need to write your own. Just make those and stories come true. And 17 episodes left. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll kind of get in our Police Academy Training Day segment. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> Geek Out Saturday. And then, like, ants eat your remains. Like, <laughs> those books got real dark. <laughs> For kids, Banderstitch. or like one of them, like you get I mean, the, the fact that Marvel's for, been doing it for ten years doesn't mean so, it's easy. Hold on, though. Take Marvel out of the equation and forget okay. that they don't even exist. Television has been doing this for decades. <laughs> and I stumbled upon it while I was hunting alligators, and this guy starts whistling at you. He beckons you, so I thought it was a mission, like a side mission. So I went, and then I realized what it was when it was too late. I walked in, the guy starts, and that's how they go out. Like, because the the rebirth, when they ditched the new 52, because the new 52, they weren't always on the best of terms, they're back together, or, you know, they end up getting back together because they feel something they don't know. They just feel like the universe is pulling them together. Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. All right, we are back. Training day. Police Academy were like the first <laughs> things I came to my mind there. When you see how out of sorts the uh, the uh, team Arrow looks at some kind of police training facility montage classroom type thing. I, I'm so glad it was just one episode, though. Like, it didn't bother me. I, I understood what they were trying to do with it. I didn't think it was bad by any means. But I also didn't want to this show to turn into a cop show where they can't even be in their costumes like i'm watching green arrow costume i want to see wild dog in his costume i don't want to see them wearing police uniforms so i I figured it would probably be a one episode thing and thankfully it was i again i I, i'm putting this in context of how many shows we have left in this season and how many shows we have left in the series that it just seemed like a weird spot for a filler episode for me that last week we you know we see super dante jump off of things throwing knives at people the team is already basically embedded in the police department and now we want to go through a a procedural type you know cop thing where you're gonna have to learn that we run two by twos through these things and you must listen and 
engage when I tell you and don't use your weapons and all this other stuff. Did you? Well, when I saw like the ads for this episode, I was confused. I was like, did I miss something last week? Because it doesn't make sense to have that this week. We should be yeah. advancing the story more. But again, it's a patchwork episode. Like they've got to correct some things here. See, I think Angelica is spot on. I think it's patchwork, Bob. I, I agree with that because I feel like they they have a lot of ground to cover in a very short amount of time. And they have to they in order for this show to end successfully for Oliver Queen's mission, it has to be a bookend to why he started this. Meaning when the show ends, the show ha- the, the city needs to finally be at peace. The city needs to be a well ran machine. And one way they're going to do that is showing how the vigilantes and the police force end up working together, or at least there's some type of understanding. And I think this is an episode where they're showing the growing pains because they're going to have to find a way to all live together in order for this show to end on a good note. Unless you don't think the show is going to end on a good note, but then I, at the same time, if it ends that way, I have a feeling that it would kind of derail Oliver's entire legacy as the green arrow and the purpose of his mission to save the city. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And then, then I start thinking, I'm like, how do I get on the vigilante squad? If I'm just an ABC, cop? that's what I'm saying. Like, why do I want to just run around with bullets? I want cool stuff too. Yeah. Like I want a cool mask. I want, I want a Spartan helmet. I've always said that. Cause my dad was a police officer for years and he, he always said, Hey, what did you ever think of joining? I'm like, no, I like freedom and doing what I want. Uh, however, if I did, could you get me into a, a position where I can just wear regular clothes and, and a cool hat and I just have a badge that I can flash every, flash every once in a while? Because then I would join the police force, but do not make me wear one of those silly <laughs> uniforms. So you want to be St- Starsky and Hutch? Yeah, I want to be the strike team from The oh Shield. I want to be Vic Mackey. <laughs> I want to wear a jean jacket. I want to wear boots. I want to knock down doors and not worry about protocol. And that's kind of what I was hoping they did and they ended up doing that. Because that's kind of what I, I was. I had questions I'm like, why can't they just wear their own clothes? So there's tons of police departments that allow strike teams yeah. where they are their own thing. They operate out of their own building. Uh, they answer to maybe the lieutenant, possibly a captain, definitely the police commissioner. A lot of cities have that. So I wasn't more surprised when that. Why yeah. aren't more strike teams dressing up like superheroes? Valid. I'd be scared if I was a criminal. Fuck yeah, right? dude. <laughs> Like, kind oh, of shit. stoked, but also, but also a little scared. Yo, can I get a selfie before you arrest me? Yeah, slightly intrigued and excited, <laughs> but also scared as shit. <laughs> Yo, the gr- but I think you know. I think that's a good idea for this day and age. Do you know how many kids nowadays, instead of being like, "I want to be a cop," they're like, "I want to be a strike team so I could dress like a superhero." Like, come on. You think it would improve Let's their? Make- uh- yeah, it improved the view of police officers for sure. If you wouldn't you be more like able to approach a cop if he was dressed like Captain America? Fuck yeah! <laughs> be like, oh my god, Steve Rogers is here. What if there was a cop yeah. dressed as Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn. I don't think that would well, that would work as well. Well, she'd be well, asked out on a lot of dates. Obviously not. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's got roller skates and shoulder pads on. <laughs> She's fine. So. I think the person that struggled with this the most uh, was the new canary where, you know, she now can't, she doesn't have her cry anymore. Um, okay. And before I we kind of get to point out, 
Did well, anyone notice that? So for most of the episode, Dinah had like one just like depression hair. And that's just like where your hair is really greasy and you don't give a shit about yourself. Yeah. And then later on in the episode, after she tells Renee and they're in the like bunker, I'm like, oh, she looks fine now because she was sad and it cracked me up. I was like, they made her all sad and greasy. And then she's <laughs> okay. like, I, I, this is no lie, Angelica. I was going to ask you what was wrong with her this week because I wasn't sure if it was a makeup thing. Depression hair. And so I was watching her during all those scenes where she's trying to be the captain. And like, I, I was like, all right, are they doing something with her makeup to make the scar look weird? Did they do make the scar look weird? Something's off with her face. Mandeka head, just greasy. I find her very attractive. So, of course, I'm checking her out yeah. all the time. Um, and I'm glad you said something. So greasy hair will make you look ugly. Greasy hair will make you look sad and sad. flat. Oh, well, luckily I can't grow hair, so I'm always sad and flat. Nobody can tell. <laughs> I hide my depression under my hats. That got really sad. <laughs> I actually felt bad for you. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm I'm perfectly fine, I swear. All right. You don't have to put out, put out the warning I'm on dead me inside. <laughs> <laughs> my chest hair is really flat and greasy. Oh, I don't think that's what Angelica was saying. Oh, that's from French fries. Sorry. <laughs> but she seemed to struggle a lot this week with trying to do that dual role of, you know, I want to be a vigilante, but I'm also a cop. Now, I liked it, though. I liked yeah. the story. And, and I felt for her, too. Like, she's like, that's all I have left. Like, I, I, I followed it. I liked it. Like, it wasn't anything that I was like, why are you being a little bitch? But like. It worked really well. I again, I agree with Angelica because I, I don't think this is a mystery to anyone. I have not been the biggest fan of her. Yeah. Yes, they have managed to. I mean, amazing work with fixing her character over the last what eighteen episodes Something or so. Like that, yes. Yeah. They've done an amazing job turning her around and making us care and like her. And I have to admit that this little subplot story for her this this episode i did enjoy and typically i don't really care about her side stories and this one i felt was coming from a real place the fact because it wasn't bitchiness and that's kind of what she and i know people don't like that word bitchiness and being used to describe a woman but that's it, it can oh, be used to describe anybody <laughs> thank yeah. you angelica gave you permission stamp as of a female <laughs> stamp of approval all right so like there was no bitchiness there there was just a a, a sense of like she was at a loss. She also didn't know what to do because she did agree. I got that vibe that she did agree with Oliver. She did agree with Wild Dog. She agreed with the team. But at the same time, I'm useless without my power. And that is a fantastic statement as well. The fact that they said, no, you are powerful. With, you are who you are. You're a hero without that ability. And that's a powerful message to kids that we know actually watch these shows on the cw and typically i don't care about messages like that message but but it was with, such a good moment too it, like it was that it played out absolutely it made you care about the team it showed camaraderie it just it made you it made you it reminded you why you like this team because they well, care about it's each one other of the few it's one of the few links to like the 
flash forwards too, where it's like Renee's daughter looks up to right. the canary. Like she had a pin on her backpack and it's because of the hero that she is, not because of her cry. And then in the future, you see that like that admiration is still there. Yeah. It's one of the few things I care about in the future. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <clears throat> and, and, and you're right, though. They, they did work it out so well. And she was a bright point of this episode. Um, but I did get afraid just for a second. I was like, oh, shit. We're well, not going here again, right? That's that's always the, the, the worry when you see stuff that feels familiar. Yeah. Uh, and they've done something wrong before. But again, that before was Gooks. Yeah. And so... We we don't have him around anymore, other than in some writing capacity somewhere. But we've been burned, so I mean, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna flinch yeah. when we're close to fire. It's just it's just a part of the the healing process. Yeah, the mom's hands goes up. You're you yeah. squinting. We're going to flinch for a little while. Now, you know, I brought up like the police academy side of it because they did have some fun moments to where you see that team Arrow is not any kind of new to this scenarios. You know, whether it was Oliver beating the shit out of somebody or Renee putting his gun together faster than anybody else. I thought they played off of that well and showed the frustration with, uh, you know, Team Arrow being there trying to fit in, you know, their their circle peg into this kind of square type scenario. Um, the, the other part that I did find enjoyable is um, Diggle is a giant man. Yes. <laughs> When he is sitting there in the middle of the classroom and it looks like he's taking up three fucking chairs, you're just like, that man is huge. It's, uh, it's unnatural now at this point. Yeah. Does he just get bigger every fucking episode? I'm, like, I feel like he's Incredible Hulk at this point. Like, we have Lou Ferrigno there <laughs> and it started as Eddie Murphy. Um, <laughs> just, just go back to 2007. We got to do like a retro review and just like, watch the initial episode and so we can go back and look at these people or i hope somebody puts something together on the internet some youtube video of watching these people age over the years and just diggle somehow gets taller and bigger than everybody else along Dude, the way I'll, I'll it's just gonna together. be sad music though like i will remember <laughs> you and it's just diggle getting just, bigger just huge a slow morph <laughs> Dude, that'd be actually kind of cool. But dude, you've seen him in Dexter, right, Bob? Uh, uh-uh. dude, he I, was. I never watched Dexter. He sorry. was in a three or four season arc during the run of Dexter. I want to say 2007 to 2013. He's little Diggle, little Diggle in Dexter, and that's He's why small? it took me so long to connect him to that role. Like, holy shit, it's the same motherfucker. But he is normal. He's little. He walks around without a shirt on a lot in Dexter. He has no muscle. So this guy took this role for real serious in Arrow. I love it. I love when actors oh, transform. Did tiny. you just look him up? <laughs> Did you so Google small. it? Right? He's a little diggle. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. I, I, I honestly did not know he was in Dexter. Yeah, man. He, he, I mean, that makes me admire him that much more, though, because that's dedication. That's one of the reasons why I love this character. And probably it's a testament to his performance because he loves the role that much to take it that seriously. Well, and, and the thing is, it's not only him, because if you follow any of them on social media, uh, you'll see like Renee working out all the time. Yeah. You, you see the new canary. She does pull ups in her trailer. Like she shows people how to do workouts when you're just like in random places. And so all these guys have put in like big time effort into their bodies and, you know, actually doing the role. Um, 
Wow, he is small. Did you look at the yeah. photo? Yeah, dude, very small. I mean, just night and day. Even the face doesn't even look the same like, because of that. I uh, I didn't know he went through chemo. Oh, well, he ate that deflated, no. but he's really small. <laughs> well, in comparison, in comparison, I still feel like next to normal people, he'll be. He's still like a big dude. Oh but... yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we we met him. We know he's a giant man. Right. So didn't uh, Lauren yeah, almost really her pants? I think. Yes, both the girls did. Everyone, oh, really? everyone did. And Let's be real. Come on. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little wet. Wow. Asshole got wet. Perspiration. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, duh. Nervous sweats. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, but it it was it was a good way to introduce Team Arrow into the police and the police to see what Team Arrow could do in their scenarios, you know, um, you know, introduction to those police killers, uh, you know, and, and Midas and all that other stuff. They, they used the villain of the week really well to integrate, you know, these rookie cops and team arrow together, or, you know, the SWAT team and team arrow together and get them on their own ground. Uh, I didn't expect them to rebuild the layer though. That one came back as like a surprise to me. Yeah. that. A happy surprise. Yes. For sure. But it, it seemed weird to me because everybody knows where the lair is. Not really a lair, is it? No, it's basically a... Underneath? Isn't this the one underneath the nightclub? Or is that the other one? No, I think this one's underneath what was his old political hangout. Yeah, that's right. So, them building it up, uh, you know, I kind of knew it was coming just based on how Felicity was acting with... Yeah. With, you know, the technology and losing all that other stuff. I don't know how I would ever go back. If I had some, like, again, we'll call it a legal way, but not really morally illegal, in my opinion, of how she was tracking people at one time. Yeah. I don't know if I could go back to just random, like, public access type shit. Fuck no. Like, I couldn't, like, I, the way, in my head, I was like, could I go back to dial up internet? That's a good comparison. Fuck no. That for for someone like her who is all about that's her that's her thing you know computers uh, hacking yeah you imagine having to <laughs> having mom to, get off the phone i'm on the internet and that's not that's not an exaggeration the police department's computers are are fucking obsolete very few cities get the updates they need so I, I, I couldn't imagine that. And so I was actually feeling the struggle. And I think going back to the layer and having everything there in like a centralized area for the team is probably best for the story. Yeah. And also it just gets us ready for the final season as well. Yeah. I mean, you, again, you can't end the show without having Arrow be Arrow. And that includes his spot. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad. It is. It, everything's going. Everything's based on the end. But you're right. The way you started the show this week, like now you're you're watching the show a little differently, knowing it's ending. It really does. It really does make you think a lot as you're watching. Yeah. Uh, what isn't ending is the secret baby stuff. Well, Diggle knows now, and uh, we kind of get how the name is coming involved. And I don't know if any of us really care. Nah, nope. It's uh I know the internet cared like when I looked at the tweets and stuff from this week's episode after it aired, 
everyone was basically losing their shit about like, ah, oh, Diggle and Felicity again. And like, ah, oh, baby names. That's cool. And I'm like, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, don't fucking care at all. Yeah, it's a little, it's just cheesy. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, I understand they're trying to build that up and showing the strength of their relationship and everything they've been through and and but the baby name and then the Diggle thing. I mean, I did like seeing Diggle just be in the know. I did like that. I like that only because I love Diggle it's and I love um, Oliver's relationship. So when he found out that did work for me, I was like, oh, yes, I like that because they're buddies. You know, they've been through so much. And, and see, and you can tell it meant so much to Diggle that they told him. Yeah, and and finding out that way is a lot better than, you know, what the hell's going on. Like we assume that the canary, we assume Renee doesn't know even in the future. It's just like why, what, what is going on? Like what happens that we need to keep this a secret? Yeah, I think they're trying to tie it all back to the original three too, like to Diggle, Felicity, and Oliver, like. There's, the there's three, gonna no. be something at well, there's gonna be something at the end because that's also what Stephen Amell talks about is like going back to like the beginning, like to end it. So I think it's gonna focus more on those three. Yeah, bringing them together again. Yeah, a solid team. Yeah, we will see. It's just the the baby thing is just a weird like secret, and we th- seven years of secrets at this point, and I don't know why. Like, if the dragon's dead, what's the point? There's no need to protect it from anybody anymore. Because think- Amiko has a plan, and Dante's really scary. <laughs> Do you think that they're, you know, in my mind, I feel like there's only one way they can end the show, right? And I already went through that. Like, they got to show that his mission hasn't been for, in- for you know, a waste of, a waste of time, right? Uh-huh. What if they're setting up the purposes of these flash forwards are to show that the new team arrow is the one who continues the legacy and actually succeeds. So you have oh, fuck. You have the son. Uh, his name eludes me currently. William. You have William, who's basically Felicity. And then you have Mia, who's essentially Oliver. Oliver. And then you have Connor, who's essentially Diggle. And just those like. Well, no, it's, 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 well, it's his then, adopted son, right? Yeah, I was just joking. <laughs> and then <laughs> so Renee's daughter's there. Yes, so I'm wondering if they're trying to show that that's how they win, that they may not win now, but they have done they've done so well. No. Get that happy <laughs> I'm just saying. get that happy friendship time out of here. I don't want it. <laughs> See, I have a feeling that's that's the I best know. way to sum right. up the flash forward. That's what they're doing. They're showing that the, the the their legacy lives on through them. I know you're right, but I hate it. I, they're gonna find uh, Felicity and Oliver and Dave are gonna be there. It's like you fulfilled our destiny now. Thank you. Fuck off. Honestly. I mean, it, it makes sense. I, I'm not keen on it, but it does make sense. Uh, That's like saying, like, congratulations, you told a story, but it's one that I never needed to hear. <laughs> That's gonna be a drop. That's gonna be in a promo. Perfect. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, no, I I don't like it either. I'm sorry. Yeah. I understand, but obviously something goes wrong because the canary protocols out there and that's basically Felicity's security system that she's using on the house gets deployed to the city. The glades gets walled off. There's so much going on that they have to answer here within the there next is. couple weeks. It really Cuz really I don't want is. it to go into next year. Next year I want whatever's going to happen be fresh. Brand new, just 
conclusion. Yeah. They and can do it, especially with ten. Ep- they have ten episodes, 10 right? Episodes. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess technically nine or eight, depending on how long Crisis goes, because oh, it's right. the, the beginning Check. of the season is crossover. Oh wow! So, I mean, you look at the shows. A good example to point to is look at the shows on on Mar- uh, Netflix, the Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. They have ten episodes, yeah. and they've yeah managed to deliver pretty, especially Punisher and Daredevil. They managed to l- deliver a full story oh well we, we we've always joked about that with this that uh we believe that they could do this with all the damn shows that they have going on we don't need 22 episodes that they could have done a strong 14 and then split it into two seasons so where yeah you know everybody gets 14 and that way all these shows can be on the air without taking up of all cw's time yeah you don't really need all the filler junk they throw in i mean if you just focus on a solid myth arc 10 episodes does the trick i mean the bbc and all those great shows from overseas they have six episodes sometimes three three and- episodes at two and a half hours each yeah and you're like fuck that was a good season is only there's only three episodes but fuck that felt good do you think next season will be a tester if it could be let's see what oh, we can do for like movie like length long episodes no 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 just for shorter uh shorter seasons, seasons? yeah like oh, more concise maybe. good stories yeah i definitely yes, think please. that's the direction i'm sorry angelica go ahead i was just saying yes please that'd be good i'd be happy with that yeah, I definitely think there's a trend moving in that direction. And the I don't feel like NBC, CBS will ever fully accept that with open arms because they have their whole – it's a whole business strategy to yeah. them having well, that amount of episodes. But sh- smaller networks like the CW, it doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't follow suit the of the other smaller networks like FX, HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, Hulu. They all do those smaller episodes. Yeah, and and then it would give or smaller seasons, well, I should well, say, and it would give the actors the freedom to go do whatever they want in the off time. That yeah. if I really only have to film thirteen, fourteen weeks or whatever it takes to get it all done, and go do films, and, and then I can go do films or do whatever I need to do, you know, go Life. walk to Earth like King. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, let's uh, get to final thoughts, Angelica. Uh, I can't wait for next episode so we can see where this all goes and if it was worth my time. Is it? A, it's a to to be determined episode for you. It really is because we have to see where it goes. I'm I'm really just not sure this whole Amico thing, and I know our biggest question for that is like, how does she know she's Black Siren? Like I I know that's what I'm supposed to buy into, but it's yeah. hard for me to care. Um, so we'll we'll see where it goes. Um, I'm excited to see what happens, like, with the initial group. Um, but yeah, it's to be determined for sure. Okay. Mike? I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I did enjoy the episode for sure. I don't feel strongly against it. I... Yet. feel like it would have been a lot better if they – I just don't like Amiko. I don't like her story, and I feel like they're they're taking away morsels and meat substance for other characters to give to a character that no one really cares about, nor do we really understand her whole story. And I know we still have episodes to go, but Diaz – I know Angelica hates him, but I was a big fan of Diaz. I, I was a big fan of him because I love to hate him, and I feel like they robbed Felicity – Black Siren and Black Canary. They're the ones who hated that guy. It was their story. 
if you look at last season, it was uh-huh. it was them. Even the beginning of this season it was them versus it's, him and Felicity running from him in her nightmares and yeah. And yeah. then we're, it and was then a it, great it, death, but it's now we know who it was, and it's like oh okay, it just, yeah. It robs you of of the satisfaction of our characters that we actually do care about. It robs us because we don't get that. We don't get the satisfaction that our heroes, the ones that we've been watching for seven years, five years, four years, they were robbed from their own story. Mm-hmm. That was their villain. They yeah. were, there was their arch nemesis, and they didn't even. <laughs> and Johnny get, Come Lately comes in and eats the last donut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> and I, I did love, you know, the, the death scene that happened when it uh, was the last episode. Uh-huh. That was cool, and I don't have a problem with that. But yeah, I, I feel like they should have at least kept us in the dark a bit more extended out just a little bit because i feel like it would have been great a great way to build suspense and and maybe lead us we always like a whodunit yeah because it would be cool to think okay did did laurel do it or did did fucking felicity actually do this did she actually break bad and have this guy killed well they I closed feel like that out would have that done story with felicity they closed out the story with felicity last week being like it's okay like i don't need to yeah. shoot him but, you know, I feel like where they're going wrong with Amiko is they I, what they're trying to do is, like, make us feel like we trust her when that was never, like, a question in the first place. Like, we just don't care. What yeah. they should be doing is have her play along with the team, want to be part of the team instead of fighting them so much. That way, when we see these betrayals, it means so much more. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, for me, again, I'm in the same boat. It was. There was fun parts of it, you know, with the training day, like police academy type things going on. Um, the introducing Dante and then having him disappear a week later with basically only six episodes left was weird for me. Well, uh, I think they're trying to play that because I was in my head trying to figure out. I was like, well, I would be OK if it was Dante that killed Diaz. Uh-huh. But essentially, that's what Amiko is. Amiko is Dante because I'm sure she'll be like his right hand lady or something to that effect. That's how so, she got her training and everything else. Of course. It, yeah. It's just they got they got to they got to advance that quick then. Well, they do. And they, they showed them interacting together. But again, that betrayal didn't mean shit because they haven't built that up enough. Mm hmm. Yeah, so uh, I'm like again, I'm in the same boat you guys are. This is t- a total TBD episode for me. Um, there was nothing really wrong with it, but there wasn't anything that was going to make me remember it in the future. Um, and you know, again, I started off the show saying I'm thinking about the shows a lot differently now, knowing that we're coming to the end. And and it's uh, it, it's probably going to get a lot more critical for me on on my behalf just because of that that I know that there is an ending coming soon that basically in December we're going to be done. And I I want so much more out of these characters right now. And I want it now and I want it fast and I want it good. And that just sounded like weird sex things. Um, But but it's, uh, that's what she said. A bunch of that's what she said. Yeah, there you go. But uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they close out this year and what we're going into next year. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Again, we believe in Beth. We believe in the writers. So we have faith. Right? Yep. 
Yeah. Yay. All right. That's going to do it for today's DC on CW, the Arrow edition. Remember, you can always catch any past and future episodes on DCOnCW.com. Be sure to follow us on all our social medias. And uh, we'll be back at you next week. And review us because Bye. reviews help us. And we- People want cuddles.